What is up, guys? My name is Jake First FNM Tilk, and welcome to the third episode of the Attack for Lethal podcast. Today, I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Matt Bamonte. What's up, everybody? Long time no see. Hope everyone had a good Thanksgiving. Okay, so here's a good story. I actually don't know if I told you this. I uh, <laughs> it's pretty good. I'm actually allergic to turkey. Really? Um, <laughs> yeah. So has that so, been like an all your life thing, or what? No, it's like like middle middle and and like onwards so what i do is um to deal with it i either get really drunk which i did that um this thanksgiving or take benadryl or both which is like if you ever (laughs) drank and taken benadryl before it's like a fight you fight against yourself basically to see how long you can stay awake um usually the benadryl and alcohol work i left out the benadryl this time and only went for tito's punch which is pretty sweet combination um, if you follow my Twitter, you probably saw it. So it's um, Tito's mixed with Malibu rum, mixed with pineapple juice, uh, with a little sweet and sour mix, and some grenadine. So if if you're like me and you, you can enjoy the finer things in life, definitely give it a shot. So um, Thanksgiving was good, though. I'm more of a sides guy. I think turkey's kind of overrated in the first place. So like I'm a mashed potatoes and green bean casserole kind of dude. Hung out watching football. How about you? All right, Thanksgiving. Uh, my family, like my, my stepdad, my mom, all my little siblings, I have four younger siblings for you guys listening to casts who don't know me that well. Um, they rented a cabin on the west side of Michigan. So I'm from Michigan. We live on the east side. They rented a cabin on the west side and just the family went down there for a few days. Had a great few days. Uh, I got my brother a copy of Let's Go Eevee and I got a Pikachu, like Let's Go Pikachu copy. And, uh, we sat down, my brother and I, we played a lot of Pokemon, got to spend a lot of family time with the family, play some board games. Nice, relaxing nice. Thanksgiving, you know what I mean? For sure, dude. That's good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, we, we want to hear about your guys' Thanksgiving, too, so uh, you should totally drop us a follow on Twitter and uh, leave a comment on the podcast. Let us know. Um, For sure. So before Thanksgiving, something mm-hmm. kind of sweet happened. Uh, this dude that we know, um, top-aided uh, Grand Prix for the first time ever. Do you remember? Who, I couldn't remember the name. Do you have it on top of your head? Oh, I have no idea, dude. No? <laughs> Let me bring up the results real quick. It says Jacob Tilk. Jacob Tilk, I think, is the guy's name. You know him? Is that me? That's you, man. I top eight at a GP. Are you serious? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> maybe there was only eight people that showed up. I haven't looked at the numbers, but like maybe that's a possibility. Yeah, there's only probably eight people that showed up. But uh, yeah, Sweet. I mean, jokes aside, I did top eight at GP. Very excited. I uh, I didn't expect it to happen. Like, so I I come back from my first pro tour, right? And I'm like, okay, it took me like a bajillion years to qualify for the first one and then like the next week i come back and i qualify for my second one what is this wow i saw so i actually daggered you a bunch in what was around there's the 15th round was it um you got paired against owen turtenwald mm-hmm. uh who's probably like my favorite magic player of all time i think uh a lot of the decks him and Yuya watanabe are probably my two favorites they're like whenever i look at the pro tours those are the first two guys i go search their deck lists um they they play like the the decks I, I like right so Owen played like Mono Black Devotion was the first deck I ever owned Owen played that Yuya played like I don't know, some black green pile of garbage one time I liked Owen's been playing a lot of is it um, Phoenix which is a deck I'm I'm super into as oh, yeah. we discussed I know after you savaged me on my stream yeah so oh yeah so I did savage your stream this week too so you got paired against Owen and I was like man I think Owen's a lock I wonder if he's just some like crush Jake out of the top eight because mono white is a tough matchup for the, the Phoenix deck. And then if I heard correctly, you guys played one game 
Uh, you lost game one. And tell, stop me if I'm wrong, by the way. So you guys play. You guys got paired. Um, I think you might have needed to play. Owen didn't really need to play. So you guys played game one. Owen beat you game one. And then I don't know if he offered the draw again, um, but you guys ended up drawing. Well, how did it go down? So here's what happened. I go to my table <laughs> and I'm like, fuck, dude. Like, I got to play Owen Turtonwall did, for my winning in top Did eight, you right? like freak out? Were you freaking out? Uh, internally, yes. And I was probably shaking visibly as well. <laughs> Um, and that's just because, like, I had a, I had a tough battle, man. Like, I had a really yeah. tough battle this topic. I had to beat Seth Manfield to get there. Um, oh, that's nothing. <laughs> says you. <laughs> but, but anyway, so I, I like, go to, up to Owen Turnwell. And, like, first thing he's, like, immediately is, like, would you like to intentionally draw? And I'm, like, uh, I don't think we can, dude. Like, I was told we can't, right? I'm, like, sitting there at 12-2, and I'm, like, this is, I've been in this situation, like, all, all, quite a few times, right? And I'm just, like. I can't draw. Like, I remember when I was 12-1 and I couldn't draw in at a GP. Um, yeah. And I'm like, hold on. Let me go look at the standings. So, I like, there was no time. So, I, like, look at the standings for, like, two seconds. I see that Owen is third place and I'm fourth place in the standings, right? Um, yeah. And I'm like, okay, there's no way. We, we have to play, dude. Like, I'm going to get locked. I saw there was, like, it was, like, down to, like, 10th. So, like, there was, like, a 34-pointer could knock me. I didn't have time to look at, like, the tiebreakers, right? <laughs> so, I sit sure. down with Owen. Um, he draws like a god hand uh, in the first game, and then like smashes my teeth in, and I'm like, okay, uh, this is this is troublesome. And then he offers me the draw again. He's like, I'm gonna say this one more time. I'm gonna offer you the draw again, and I'm yep. like, snap it. I'm like, uh, I guess. I mean, I guess I'll take it because like the the risk of me lo- dro- like dropping out of top sixteen is just not worth it to me. Yeah. Um, and it turns out that like. Like Owen told me that he wanted to draw because it was advantageous for him to draw, and they didn't feature they didn't feature our table two because they assumed we were gonna draw. Like coverage assumed yeah. we were gonna draw, so they knew we were locked. I didn't know that because I didn't have time to look at it. But Owen knew that I was locked, but he didn't want to tell me I was locked because right. our tiebreakers were actually identical, Matt. So got like, it, got it. My game, my opponent, my my personal game win percentage was higher than Owen's, but his okay. opponent's game win percentage or opponent match win percentage, sorry. Was 0. .002 of 1% higher than mine. So we were identical, right? Um, yep. So, yeah, he knew. I didn't know. And then he offered it to me again. We drew. And then, uh, yeah, it turned. It, Owen's a great guy for offering me that draw, by the way, because he knew. Yeah. I think he didn't want to risk it either because he knew it was a bad matchup. But, like, it's definitely advantageous to take the top eight as opposed to not. Um, so I ended up in seventh. And he ended up in eighth. So he dropped below me in breakers. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. funny. I um, I uh, that kind of things happen to me at like smaller events and things like that, where um, I've I've been like locked and people have been on the outside looking in, and I've offered a draw, and people do the same thing you do, or they're like a little bit more naive maybe to the fact that they <clears throat> that they're like locked mostly, or that they can get in, um, you know, like they can get in with a draw basically, most likely. Yeah, and so the same things happen. Yeah. Like where where we've played a game and I've won and I don't want to lose, right? Because I don't want to lose my seating. So I say, okay, look, like this is the last time I'm going to offer like a draw. So it happens. And I think a lot of like the more seasoned players definitely know that. It's hard though, like for people like their first Grand Prix to understand like the difference between a draw and a loss and how big it is, you know? 
Yeah, and like Owen's a god, and he's played like a million of these things, so he knew. But like, I yeah. didn't have the time to personally look at the breakers myself. Like, very long. Sure. I had like ten seconds. So like, after we drew, I sat down. I had like eight people check the breakers, and every single one of them told me, "Yeah, dude, you're locked." And I was like, "I'm not gonna say I'm locked on Twitter, and I'm not gonna say that I'm locked <laughs> to myself until I yeah. know I'm locked." So I'm like, sure. "Okay." I didn't even tell my parents, nobody, right? And then they announced me for seventh place, and I was like, oh, my God, the dream, dude. Like, I finally did yeah. it. After I've, like, top 16 so many of these things, lost so many winning ins and not been able to draw, it's it's here. I'm here. I've made it. I've made it to the top of this hill. And, like, I feel like I'm unstoppable. Like, I'm ready to just keep taking on magic and crushing it. Yeah, I think I exploded your phone. Like, if you had any battery left, it wasn't because of me, because I definitely blew your phone up like a hundred thousand times, like while I was going on. So you were basically but, uh, like, you got to just smash Owen. <laughs> I, I kept telling you, like, because I saw you were paired against him, I was like, dude, you got to beat him. You have to play like crush him. Like, and then I heard on the commentary that you guys drew, and I was like, okay, either Owen like knows that Jake is locked out, or something happened weird where like Jake finally realized that he can like. He could he could draw in, which was sweet for me because I was like, oh, if they drew, if they intentionally drew, like Owen wasn't going to ID unless it was good for him. You know what I mean? So I and I thought you were higher up when I had seen previously in the day. So I was pretty I was pretty jacked. I was I was confident that you made it. So, yeah, my breakers were absolutely bonkers in that tournament. And like the deck I played mono white aggro, we can talk about that a little bit, too, if you want. Yeah, definitely. So I I was just kind of thinking like. Mono White's kind of fallen out of favor. I don't. I don't know what the reason is. Is like, is it still a fine deck? You think to play? I think it's fine. Um, I I don't think it's amazing, but I think it's amazing in certain meta games. Right? It's uh, it's good against the Drake's deck. It's good against Jeskai. Um, in a format filled with green black, you don't want to touch it though. Sure. I think I actually told you that when when you got paired in like the in the top eight, I said okay, if they're splitting, accept the split. There's like. The black green that you're never beating it, right? I think I'm pretty sure that's what I told you. Like immediately, I was like, "Take the split. Don't don't screw around here." Yeah, and I was on the draw too, and the split was never yeah. offered actually because I would have taken it, and my opponent even said he would have taken it, but that was never offered the price split. But um, gotcha. I knew I was gonna lose that top eight, Matt. Like I knew I didn't know I was gonna lose, but I knew I was like heavily unfavored. There's like sure. triple Doom Whisper in my opponent's deck, triple Golden oh, triple Fine Finality. I'm like, all right, there's no way. <laughs> That my little tutu history, my my historic knights are gonna get through their golden demise, you know? Yeah, not good. So yeah, I not. just knew it was a bad matchup, and like, um, as uh, the format being as open as it is allowed me to not play against green black every round, which I did play against green black uh, quite a few times. I did beat it. Um, it's more fifty fifty if my opponents on green black like Seth Manfield was with less Doom Whispers in their deck, because uh, it's easier. Doom Whisper is like a pain in the ass for me to get over. But um, it, I think the mono white deck's strong, and I also don't think the red's very necessary. Like, I know a lot of people really re- like yeah. the red, but the red causes consistency issues, right? So I played against one of my opponents in the GP. My opponent in the aggro mirror opens up with a tapped cliff top retreat with one drops in their hand. Jesus. And like, <laughs> that's rough. Yeah, and th- that's the problem is you... Sure, you get the explosiveness off the experimental frenzy sometimes, but there are times when you're stuck with a frenzy in your hand and no red source, or you're stuck on three lands and you can't cast your frenzy. And those are the trade-offs you want to make. So you trade off explosiveness for consistency, and whatever way you want to do is fine. Like, whatever route you want to take with it is fine. They're both very valid decks. Um, Obviously, white-red is the more popular of the two, but I think that... 
Mono White's a pretty good choice if you are expecting a lot of Jeskai and is it Drake's? For sure. Um, so kind of like switching gears here, uh, we talked about it on the last two weeks ago on the podcast as well that the ban list update was happening. Um, that actually happened on Monday, two days ago. Um, and it's a surprise to basically nobody. There was no updates, no changes to any of the formats. Like thinking back on it, I'm, I'm definitely not surprised. Are you surprised at all? Uh, no, we called it in our last podcast. We said there would be yeah. no update, but we hoped for, I hoped for Rampaging Frost on Splinter Twin, honestly. Yeah, you get lost. Uh, yeah, my Splinter Rampaging Twin's Frost never banned forever. Yeah, the Rampaging Frostodon's never getting unbanned either. That card's it's busting. Like they're sitting in jail, and I just love those cards, and they're just never going to yeah. come back. Like, I just want to be able to play modern. Like, Splinter Twin is the modern deck I actually like playing. I don't actually like playing any of these other modern decks I've touched. Yeah, uh, speaking of modern, so we'll stick on the modern topic here. Um, so for this weekend, at least, uh, there is Star City Games Baltimore. Um, which are modern, I believe. Yeah, it's modern. So if you're on the East Coast, uh, probably going to check that one out or watch Twitch coverage. Um, if you also want to do uh, some some spectating of some modern, uh, the Nerd Age Gaming series that I do commentary for. Are you commentating having... this one? What's that? Are you commentating this one? Yep, I comment. I do commentary for all of them. So so for this one, um, it's a it's a 2K. It's actually our last 2K that we're doing, which is like ever crazy. lifetime. So, yeah, so so next year we're going to all five Ks. So if you are in the Midwest, or yeah, exactly, man. So if you're in the Midwest or, or within driving distance, you know, pack four people in a car, come to the events. They're five Ks. So um, we do mostly modern. All the schedules up at nerdagegaming.com. There's a free plug for uh, for me. Um, but I'm doing commentary there. So if you check on my Twitter, if you follow me or anything like that, um, I'll post updates as soon as we go live. It's 10 a.m. Central. Um, so there's two big, two bigger modern events going on. Um, we talked a little bit about no bandless updates, so it's not really going to shake up too much, I would assume. Um, there's a couple things that I saw, like, like humans. Where? What happened to that deck? Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. They're bringing. You're bringing five Ks back, right? Yeah. I might have to attend those. I I'll have you guys know I'm a back to back five K champion in twenty fifteen. Oh my god. Look at I you. love five Ks, dude. Those were my bread and butter back I, in the day. I do like five Ks. They're like one day events, so you know, you get up a little bit early. Um or or if you can swing it with, with a group of friends. Um hotel's like what, like sixty, eighty bucks, something like that. So it's like fifteen bucks a person. That's nothing if you want to go chill out. Um in Chicago. Where we so another just like small plug we we do like we did indy we did milwaukee we did uh cedar rapids iowa and we've done chicagoland area so any of those areas if you're in there or you want to like make a uh, jump at our leaderboard like our, we do an end of the year tournament it's a 10k also it's a 24 player 10k so the fees are huge though man that's like sixty thousand bucks in the prize pool just just in monthly events that we're doing so you should definitely come by the way uh and, and everybody who's listening obviously should m- make the trick out too yeah and if you're um, gonna play modern don't play humans yeah yeah so like back to the humans thing for a second that, that deck's just like gone uh most people have like switched from crappy tribal humans deck to crappy tribal spirits deck um, whoa, whoa, I don't, whoa, whoa, whoa. Spirits is not terrible. crappy. That's good. Terrible, dude. It's, it's good, awful. dude. It's, it's actually just awful. I have, have you ever quite played a, bit of a Mausoleum Wanderer, Jake? Have you ever put a Mausoleum Wanderer into play? Uh, yeah. Have you ever countered something with Mausoleum Wanderer? Yeah, it just feels awful, though. It's, it's a garbage It's phenomenal, card. dude. What are you countering? Uh, 
a lot of things, and we're pumping it up. We're well, just making dreams come true. I'll wait true. for the list. I'll wait for the list. I'm not going to name off a list for you because this might take <laughs> 2,000 years, and I don't have – I actually, I have 2,000 years, but I don't think our, our listeners have 2,000 years. Oh, I definitely don't. We hear my stories about Tito's, and I woke up at 4.30 a.m., and it's 10 o'clock p.m., and I'm still not in bed, so – you know I'm not going to live very long. No, you're so, done, though. Did you see that thing all over Twitter about people who, like, don't sleep and, like, stay up late at night die earlier? <laughs> I don't care. Like, I just saw that receipts, on Twitter, like, okay? 900 times. But Show me the receipts. I mean, humans uh, is dead, and somebody had to be the one to oh, say it. And of course, John Rossum was the one to say it. I love John. Oh, did he? I yeah, missed it. He, he said it on Twitter, Twitter and I was like, that's the – if you guys haven't, drop John Rossum a follow. He's a great follow. Good friend of mine. Um it, and humans just isn't well positioned right now, and that's okay. It's very bad. It's so it's so bad. It's the worst it's ever been. I used to be like the one who was like all over humans, like play this deck, play this deck, play this deck, and it's just terrible now. Um, so if you're gonna play some tribal deck, like or a uh, aether vial deck, like spirits is definitely the one to be playing. So is that your pick? Is that what you would be playing going into a tournament this spirits? weekend? Spirits. I know you're trashing on it, but like, hey, zero, what, zero percent. What would Matt Bamante play? What would Mister Matt Pro Bamante play? So I'm zero percent to play any deck that isn't like the best deck in the format. I think you like everyone knows that that like has any kind of following or has watched me play Magic before. There's no way I'm playing anything that's not the best deck in the format, right? So, um, Dredge is a deck I would entertain. Um, Tron is another deck I would entertain. And that's like basically it, except for this deck uh, that we saw at a, um, the online, the modern challenge. Oh yeah. The uh, one that's having out the modern challenge. It's like a, like a hollow one deck. Yeah. So, so for me, I think it's also well documented that I, okay, I love dredge, right. And I love this stupid Phoenix deck in standard. So I'm basically like a graveyard deck guy, right? That's, you're like that's a connoisseur like my of graveyards. Like you're like I'm, the grave digger or something. Kind of. I'm like that and like anything that operates on very low resources. So like uh, Grixis Delver in Modern was my GM for a little while. Speaking of 5K championships, right here, this guy. I uh, won with Grixis Delver with 18 lands in it, okay? And um, this this Black Red, I, I, I don't know what I'm going to call it, like Phoenix. I guess I call it Black Red Phoenix deck. I, I don't know how they're going to classify it yet. I think I'm going to call it like Arc Hollow Light one, one or Phoenix. something. We need, we need to come... I, it's, Hollow Phoenix. Leave us a comment and let us know what you would name this black red deck. Yeah, and it says like maybe Hollow Phoenix. Black. It says black red. That's kind of disingenuous. This is literally mono red, right? Minus like Leyline of the Void. Uh, yeah, and and dis- you're probably dis- not dis- even gonna cast. <laughs> I, no. Actually, if you look at the mana base, they have zero lands that tap for black. It's, the it's only black red. source they have is Manamorphos, and I don't even think like that's enough. Right. So, so this deck is. Just like a smattering of all these red cantrips and and it, it like one mana or zero mana spells, right? So like the the usual suspects: burning inquiry, faithless looting, lightning bolt, uh, goblin lore, and then it has manamorphos, uh, gut shot, which is a sweet addition, by the way. Just destroys humans and destroys spirits, by the way. Um, and then it has the quad manamorphos um, to make you be able to triple spell a little bit earlier, and has fine discard, obviously, to like uh, your faithless lootings and things like that. So. Um, and it, has it also has a shrine of burning of, rage. Yeah, in the board, I think you need that against like um, any like dedicated graveyard hate. So if you assume your opponent's playing rest in peace, shrine of burning rage is just like your go-to, right? It's just, just like, like a power up one of those. Bomb. Yeah, just power up one of those and kill people. Um, yeah, it's, it's kind of weird, man. 
Yeah, it's kind of weird. It has like maximized velocity, which I don't know how good it is. It's probably sweet with Bedlam Reveler. Yeah, it seems um, sweet with Bedlam Reveler. You can put it on the hollow one if you have to. Um, yeah. It also kind of, you can use it again. Like, you can discard a card, use it again, and then it's another, like, trigger for Shrine, I believe. Yeah, it is, and it's a good way to get Phoenix out of your hand, anything like that. Extra Bedlam Revelers you can get out of your hand, which is nice. Um, this deck checks, like, all the boxes in Modern that I want to be doing. Something really stupid on turn one, um, and, like, turn two. So, like, Burning Inquiry is dumb. It's just a stupid card. It's so annoying to play with. Um, Burning Inquiry with Hollow One, obviously, is just Stone Cold Nuts. Um, and then you do something really stupid late in the game or you know, like toward the mid, I say late game as really modern late game is like turn three. Right. Yeah. Um, so you have like these Phoenixes you can put in play. Um, I think I watched someone the other night on turn two, they played Faithless Looting on one and pitched two Phoenix. And then they played Faithless Looting on two and pitched some, something. I don't know what it was. I don't remember what it was, but they put a hollow one in play. Um, I think they pitched a fiery temper also. Cast that double gut shot. So they had two Phoenix in play and a hollow one on the second turn of the game. It's like, how do you even beat that kind of start? That's a good question. I don't think you do. You know what I'm saying? It's I like, just how think do you, you beat concede, these bro. You just have to quit. You just give up. Like, yeah, I think you just like give up on yourself like, at that point. Yeah, I just, I, I can't, this is why I can't play modern because someone would do this against me. Like, it wouldn't happen to me personally because this is the deck I'm playing or like some stupid dredge deck. But, like, people are playing hollowed freaking fountain, dude. Like <laughs> hollowed fountain is that like hollow fountain on one go. And then your opponent just shits on your board and puts what four, seven, ten power in play. It's actually for six. What do you pray for terminus or else you're dead the next turn? That's awful. That's yeah, terrible. It's not thing. verdict time yet. Cause you don't have enough land. <laughs> oh, it's, it's horrible, dude. It's horrible. Yeah. So like they have all these things like, the, like this deck exists, like Gorio's vengeance exists. I'm still, I'm really pissed at the ban list still. It's, it's whatever. I mean, it's not going to change, and they don't shake things up often. And but like decks like this exist, you know what I mean? Yeah, and I think twins a fair card or fair like combo to bring back. But um, sure. let's let's move on to like the invitationals coming up, and our next stream or next podcast, my bad, is not actually until after the invitational happens. Oh, is that right? Okay, so yeah, I think I think you're right. Yeah, it's because it's next week. Yeah, the invitational is next week. That's right. And then, yeah, right after that is the, the 10K 24-player thing I was talking about for Nerd Rage. Yeah, and for those um, of you who aren't qualified for the invitational, there is actually a secret open. At, well, there was last year, so there should be this year. Um, I don't think there is, actually. Really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's those – they're called winter championships, maybe? Yeah, they're called, like, winter championships. I'm pretty, I'm pretty positive because I was going to go to the Envy. Obviously, I didn't play a lot of Magic this year. Um I was going to go to the Envy this year, but there's no hidden open. So I was like, well, what am I going to do? Play their 5Ks. So what am I going to do? There's like a standard one, a modern one, a legacy one. There's other side Where events. Where are so those cool. at? Are they at the SCG Con? Yeah, they're at SCG Con. Yep. Oh, well, it, so you guys can go play some side events, you know, or some, you can. They're kind of like yeah. in between side events and main events, I guess. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. There's cool stuff to do still. It's just like not my cup of tea, right? I'm not going to fly halfway across the the United States to go play a 5K, basically, is my thing. I'm not going to fly for it. I drive. If it was drivable, I'd drive, but I'm not going to fly for it's it. It's, like, hardly drivable for me as well, and I played yeah. so many GPs that I didn't qualify for the invitation this time, but it's, like, a 12-hour drive or something crazy for me, 10 to 12. Yeah, that's, that's rough. Yeah, that's rough. So yeah. um, I know you're talking about the Envy. So we talked about Modern. Like, what I would play was, like, probably Modern Red Phoenix is, like, 
I would fix the sideboard of that deck because it's kind of a mess. Um, but for standard, I think it's pretty pretty fair for me to put you on like mono white aggro again. Uh, yeah, I'd probably be on white just because I'm so comfortable with it, and I still believe sure. it's a strong deck. And I think people are actually um, not as geared for it anymore because everybody's like, "Nah, that deck's washed." Sure. And I, I think, think that's a, a valid reason to play. To play. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, definitely. Um, um, what would you put yourself like, on? Phoenix? Yeah, I was going to say, I'd probably play the Phoenix deck still. I've played, I don't know, 300, 400, some stupid amount of games on Arena with the deck. Um, I like my configuration a lot. Um, I've removed niv from my sideboard. I just, it's not doing anything I want. Um, That's scandalous. My, like, updated, yeah, so I'm playing like uh, two of the Firemines Research. So sort of like the niv slide is like two Firemines Research and a Ralzeric. I think that card is actually pretty poised um, to, do, to do good good things and it kind of accomplishes your overall game plan better than niv does like they're bringing in a bunch of like heavy creature removal uh ixalan's bindings and seal aways and settle the wreckage so you can't ever attack with this card anyways basically so it's while niv is good it's basically just a six man enchantment and Rao kind of ticks the box where it draws you more cards um it's also removal against uh, opposing niv which is nice um so so i think it kind of accomplishes more so I think I'd probably play the the is it um, Phoenix deck. Is there anything weird that's going to come out of the Invitational? Like Sam Black played like this mono red treasure deck is what I keep calling it. It's got like the quad treasure maps and a bunch of crap, Carns and stuff like that. Like Adrian Sullivan's deck was obviously it won the Grand Prix. Um, pretty sweet iteration of Jeskai. Is like is there anything? What what's new? What's going to happen? Right. I mean, I don't think things are going to be shaken up too much. I think we're actually getting to the point where, like, okay, there's not, like, a single best deck. Like, maybe Jeskai is, like, the single best deck just because it's so adaptable. Um, yeah. Because, like, if you're having a problem with Mono White, you can just, like, toss, like, Shivan Fires or Shocks in your deck, right? Um, yep. But I think may- maybe we'll see some sort of Grixis deck. Like, I know there was a cool Grixis deck in Top 32 of GP Milwaukee. Um, and... I, I don't really see the format shifting that much. I just think it's like, okay, come best prepared for the matchups that you know you're gonna you know, you're gonna see yeah. you're gonna see you're gonna see Drakes, you're gonna see Jeskai, you're gonna see white red aggro, and you're gonna see black green. And I think that's what you gotta prepare for, and that's the tough thing. So what is the best yeah. deck to combat the other three decks? Yeah, definitely. And I, I think coming to an invitational, you wanna prepare for the most the, the, the like most popular decks, right? They're, you're not going to see a lot of weird, weird things. Nobody's pulling out weird stuff at the Envy unless they've tested it a bunch. And you know what? Tip your hat to those people. If you're not prepared for the matchup, take your loss in stride. Who cares? You know, like that's just that's just part of it, right? You should be you should be prepared for the bigger decks. So um, I, I think standard is far from solved, as people keep saying. Like standard solved. There's these are the six decks. There's always new shit popping up, right? There's the Dinos deck. I think that deck's a, a legit contender to be real i think it's like maybe maybe we're missing like the lands to make stomping it a little bit ground? better Cough, yeah cough. maybe stop <laughs> right right maybe stopping grounds is like the one card we're missing to make that deck like over the top i think we're missing uh, like a glory bringer kind of card or like a stormbird sure. dragon something like that sure sure something to go a little bit over the top um, yeah something to get those last points in just make some dreams come true because carnage tyrant's not like a chip card it's kind of like I, I feel like it doesn't really fit an aggressively like an aggressive mid-range strategy you know yeah, it's okay. It just it it falls short because there's so many things on the ground now. There's so many ground pounders that are big enough for um, people playing these sweepers. So you need like 
a hasty dragon is probably the best you're going to do or some something that has haste that's flying also. Yeah, and it's um, also like Karnshire a good cyborg card, but like I don't know if you were playing standard uh, back when Goblin Rabble Master was in standard. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So there was a green red deck, like a green red like aggro deck back then where you'd go like turn one like Llanowar Elves or it was Elvish, Elvish Mystic, Mystic back then, yeah. And yep. then you'd go turn two Rabble, which you can do right now because we have Legion War Boss. So yep. like you can do pseudo the same thing, and then they'd play like a dragon. Xenagos. Remember they played Xenagos too? Yeah, Thunderbreak Regent. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, I don't know. I, yeah. I think maybe maybe Stomping Ground's the missing link to make that deck like And a Hasty uh, Dragon. Shock. Yeah, and a Hasty Dragon. Maybe those are two pieces that are missing. Maybe we'll see some of that in the next set. Um I think that deck has the tools though, and right now is this is the smallest standard we can possibly have, right? Uh the, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's gonna get the bigger. amount of cart yeah, the amount of cards we have in standards is the smallest we can have, so this format is awesome uh, just for people who are like haven't tried it out for whatever insane reason. Um, if you're getting into magic, it's pretty accessible to get all the standard cards you need just because of the fact that like there's not that many cards in standard and they're going to be around for a while. Right. It's super cheap. Um, I'd say a deck's probably like 100 bucks. I, I, that's Unless just, like, it's me, Arclight me Phoenix saying. deck. <laughs> that's a million yeah, dollars. Is it really that much for that? Actually, Jeskai is expensive because Teferi's are like $50 each, dude. Oh, So, like, yeah, the mono the white deck's yeah. actually really cheap. Um, That's right. Uh, History Benali is a little pricey, but, like, yeah, it's not the, the priciest deck. Yeah, the only thing that's really bad is, like, the lands. So, like, the Is It Drake's deck is probably, like, I'm looking right now, it's about 250 bucks, but, like, 100 of it is the eight dual lands, and another 100 of it is the four Arclight Phoenix, right? So... If I don't know, those lands are going to last forever. Those steam vents going to last you a long time. Silver Falls going to last you a long time. And since Arclight Phoenix is seeing some crossover play in modern, you can trade them out if you if you don't love it, you know. And, and definitely practice like because it'll always be worth something because played in modern. Yeah, definitely. So like practice and stuff and see if it's it's your jam. If it is, feel free to buy it though. I mean, it's super cheap shell and it's going to last for a long time. Uh, like Jake was saying, so. So I think it's definitely a good time to get into standard, and, and it's, it's poised to be great for a little while here. So definitely I, sweet. I don't know if some people should be a little intimidated to play major tournaments because, like, there's been a lot of cheating. Like, talk about cheating recently. Yeah, I don't know if it's like a – everybody keeps saying, like, oh, it's it's back. It's rampant, like, again. But, like, I think it's – I think it happens more than, like, we, we care to, like, talk about because it, it's a black eye for the – for the game, right? It's not something you want to talk about all the time. It's not something you want to say, oh, yeah, well, Magic's full of cheaters. Like, it's it sucks to, like, bring it up all the time. Right, it's not but something happened. you want publicized as a company about your game. Right, but, but I mean, and, like, the bigger players don't always talk about it because it's kind of a touchy subject. I don't really give a shit, honestly. Uh, I think it needs to be addressed. And I think that, um, not that there's a zero-tolerance policy, not that people are getting lifetime bans, but I think slapping people on the wrist and saying, all right, well, you know what, here's a six-month timeout. Here's... I don't. I don't even know how much, how long they do them for. Right, like eight months, six months, whatever. The, whatever like, it is, and the people are I doing they, it on multiple occurrences. Like they're yeah. cheating multiple times, and they're getting like slaps on the wrist. They should have real consequences to you know to cheating. Like yeah. there should be real consequences to this. Yeah, and I think it's really trash. A really trash precedent to set to say you know someone cheated at this Grand Prix and uh, cheating in a Grand Prix. Don't give me. Don't uh, let me let me miss this point. Like. It's not just that you've cheated at a people will say, oh, it's just a card game. You just cheated at a card game. You're literally stealing money from other people, though, um, by cheating and, and people's hard work and, um, you know, their travel plans, their time, their cost sunk to play a tournament. 
Um, the price pool, the price pools are garbage for magic. Okay. They're not, they're not the greatest. So if you're stealing from people, like you deserve an actual timeout. I don't care if it's, I think 18 months is the actual minimum you have to place on people a year and a half. That sets a real precedent. Like if you're going to get caught cheating, you're gone for a year and a half. I don't want to see you on magic online either. Cause if, or I don't want to see you on magic arena either. Um, I think there needs to be a harder stance too on things like that. Cause people get bans from paper magic. Right. So like, I won't say any names out loud because it's pretty well documented all the names that are banned and that, that's still stream and things like that. But mm-hmm. if, if you're, if you are, I don't want to say this. If you're removed from a magic event for anything, for any reason, I don't care what it is. I don't, I don't care what the reason is. If it's cheating, if it's some other malicious thing that has happened, I think you need to be banned from the game, not just from a tournament, right? Like what, what kind of, what kind of message are we sending where it's, you know what? It's fine. Just don't show up to our tournaments, but you can still play our game um, and promote it on Twitch or, or, and things like that. That really drives me insane because there's no hard line on that either, right? Right. Absolutely. I agree. And depending on what it is, I feel like there should be proper ramifications for what they're doing, like what what they're committing. Um, and the thing, the thing with cheating is like it's always going to be a part of the game, sure. But how do we minimize it? Like, we need a Chris Pakula again. Yeah. Yeah, for as much crap as I give him about, like, that his his accomplishments in at the game aren't, like, worthy enough of being in, like, the Hall of Fame, which he, he's done a plenty, right? He's done way more than I have. And he I will think Chris Pakula is great and he should be in the Hall of Fame. Just putting that out there. Yeah, and that's fine. And that's totally your stance. And I think what he did for the game is very influential, like, as far as, like, um, cleaning up the cheating and, and and things like that, and then that's that's definitely something. Um, but we do need people like that. We need everybody to be more vigilant. Whether you're a spectator, whether you're playing and protecting yourself, uh, you should protect everybody. Every player should be should feel protected and and feel okay enough to call a judge, which is kind of like the stigma, right? Like you don't want to call a judge because you don't want to be annoying or you don't want to. I, I don't know. What you don't want to suspect your opponent of cheating, but they're not actually cheating. But like they might be yeah. cheating. And like the thing with these cheaters, right, is they are. Th- this is premeditated. This is something they practice. So like right. if they're taking a card out of their sideboard and putting it in their hand, this is premeditated. This is yep. something that they're planning to do. And they taught themselves to do with sleight of hand. It's not acceptable, especially because you know that you're going in there trying to get an edge the improper way. You should be punished for that. Yeah, I agree. And and I mean, I, again, I don't know the fix. It's not really my job. Um, you know, I'm not, you know, a rules enforcer. I'm not, I'm not even a judge for that matter. Um, but just my, just my like random garbage opinion is that, you know, 18 months has to be the minimum because um, we can't just let things go. And people just kind of laugh at their sentence. Like, oh, I'll be back in a year. I'll be back in six months. <laughs> like that, that's not okay. It's just not okay. I agree. So let's move on to like, what, what's the next event that you're attending besides nerd rage gaming, Matt? Yeah. So that's the one that's really on my radar is, is that is this weekend. Um, then two weeks we have our 24 player, um, 10 K, which is our, our basically our players championship, which is an awesome event. Am I invited? Um, did you, have you won a championship trial this year? Nah. <laughs> I'm or are just you kidding, the obviously. points? Are you the points leader this year? No, I just wanted to go. Right. Are you an Are you an at large? All right. So, anyways, you're not going. Um, <laughs> you can go next year, though. You can go next year if you attend enough for five Ks. Maybe lucky enough to win one. Um, but Hell after yeah. that, I think I'm gonna try. I'm still trying to get a team together for Indy. Um, 
Yep, you guys should I, totally, I, if you're listening, slide in those DMs of Matt Bamante. He's great. Wow. I teamed with him. He's a, he's a hoot. Yeah, I'm definitely the most fun player. I'm definitely not the best, but I'm the most fun player at the table, that's for sure. Um, so, so like, I would... Uh, I'm going to try and get to that. There's a couple of team terms. There's a Columbus one, I think, is maybe in February or January. So, I, uh, I'm just trying to plan out my schedule a little bit. Obviously, I don't have a lot of free time because I do the... Uh, nerd age events one weekend a month at least at a minimum and then i'm super busy with like work and personal life outside but uh, i'm gonna try and make some more time for magic next right. year and put it on the calendar all about sundresses tito's and trying to buy me ice cream you know that's it. your personal life <laughs> in a nutshell God, i can't wait for the summer again so i can try and buy you ice cream oh, every week man dude come on you can't buy me ice cream dude um so as far as like the next event i'm going to right like there, you might be surprised. There might be surprised. I might show up somewhere. You know, anything can happen. But like, as far as the next one officially on the books, it looks like it's going to be SCG Columbus. It's a team yeah. tournament, uh, Team Unified Modern. So I will be there playing with my boy Anthony Sayer and my other boy John Hobbs. So it's going to be a cool tournament. Um, nice. And then I've got I'm John also, Hobbs. Yeah, you know John Hobbs about. actually is uh, qualified for our tournament, our end of the year tournament. Just want to throw him a little shout. Yeah, he's great. One so. with uh, blue white control and modern. He won one of our championship trials with blue white control and modern. So he'll be at my uh, twenty four player ten k because he he enjoys being around me. So he shows up to my tournaments, Jake. Good. I enjoy being around you too, but you live a little far away, man. <laughs> it's nothing personal. And then um, my next tournament after that looks like it's going to be SCG Indy. So let's find Matt a team so I can hang out with him so he shows up. And, Who are you uh, playing with in Indy? I am playing with uh, Pro Tour Top 16 competitor, Mr. Zach Allen. Nice. And um, I'm also playing with, uh, I think he's like number seven or number eight on the SCG leaderboard. I'm playing with Dylan Hand, the Humans Master. Oh, nice. Which, um, I think he's off Humans. He's playing other decks. But Dylan Hand's great, and uh, we're going to have a great tournament. Yeah, man. I will look forward to crushing you guys in the Swiss uh, if I can find a team. All right. Challenge accepted. <laughs> Challenge accepted. <laughs> so, and, and then we also, uh, we... If you guys haven't followed us on Twitter, you probably should at um, LethalCast. So L-E-T-H-A-L-C-A-S-T. That's our official podcast Twitter. Um, We posed a question today, and uh, we asked people what they would like us to talk about, like if they had anything that they want us to talk about on the podcast. And we did get a lot of... um, we got a lot of troll comments from you guys are great. Sure did. Just for Welcome responding. To the internet. Yeah, we got a lot of people saying that they wanted to be on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and that was actually the most common one. But we did get a legitimate question, and it's from yeah. uh, it's from my boy Lil. So L I L underscore Steve nineteen. Drop him a follow. He's a great friend of mine. Great magic player. His name is Steve. Steve Martin actually, and he's a he's a fashion god. And uh, he asked us. He's like he. This question is kind of it's kind of long-winded, but we're going to go into detail about this. He's like, how often do players think themselves out of a good line of play by trying to play around too many things? Um, for example, opponent is playing X card, or is, they're playing a certain way, so they have to have X card. And if you know that they have X card, and then you can play around it, what if they knew that you would play around x card and that's just a bluff right so so i think the best one the easiest one for me to name right now in standard um even in modern to like a lesser extent is settle the wreckage right oh yes yep absolutely that one that one one is one 
I play around Settle the Wreckage all the time uh, with the with the Drake's with the Is it Phoenix deck? You kind of have to. So like it, it's it's tough. It's a cat and mouse game, right? So you can either you have two choices. You can make them have it, and then they have it, and then you're blown out. Or you can play around it. You can choose to play around it. Um, it kind of depends on like what's in your hand, what's going on, how far ahead they are. You know, it kind of depends on a lot of things. Um, for me, when I was basically trained how to play the game is you play one way, you make them have it. Right. So, um, and, and I don't, I really don't, I don't play that way anymore, but I used to play all, all the time. So if they had four open four lands up, I had a hundred power in play. I just swing my ass off. Everything's coming at you. If you have it, God bless you. I'll shake hands. We're out of here. <laughs> um, yeah, man, it was like, make, make them have it. That was like, that was like the motto. That was always the motto. If they have it, they have it. Um, and nowadays, when I've learned more about the game and how, how it works, I think it's right to kind of read your opponent. It's kind of like the, the the poker aspect of Magic, where you want to read your opponent and see what's going on. And also, but, they know, most likely always have it, I've learned. Oh, they oh, they literally always have it. It's not even most likely. They always have it. Yes. Uh, so I was like, I was streaming um, the other day on Monday. Here we go. This story's good. Yeah, I was streaming on Monday, and... I announced to my chat, right, there's bunch, there's some people watching, and I'm like, okay, my opponent 1,000% like has Settle the Wreckage in their hand, right? Like, I was c- very confident my opponent had Settle the Wreckage, especially because my opponent <laughs> hit me with a good game. Like, when I had Lethal on board, they hit me with a good game, and I was like, okay, they have two cards in hand, they have Settle the Wreckage. Like, <laughs> there's no way they don't, right? And it's a white aggro me, and they were playing the LSV list. Um so actually, one of my one of my subscribers, his name is Asics. Big shout out to you, man. He uh, he dropped me a thousand bits and goes attack. He's like just balls of the wall. So I'm like, okay, and I attacked right in a cell wreckage with everything. And got yeah, I out. watched I watched the clip and I was just like disgusted and I was like, all right, we I can never see this clip ever again. This is this is too much for me. It was hilarious and it was a lot of fun. Um, and sometimes it's okay to have fun with magic. Like. I knew I could have won that game. I definitely would have, and I would have won that match. But, like, you know, it's all for the fun of things, man. And, um, like, I'm even seeing, like, I was playing at Arena the other day and I, in that same stream, actually, and I was playing game one in a white aggro mirror, and I got settled or wreckaged for full value in game one. <laughs> game one, feel? dude. I was like, this guy just next level. This person just next leveled the shit out of me. Yeah, like, you got slaughtered. Why are you playing that in the main deck of your aggro deck? <laughs> like, yeah, that's savage, man. Yeah, so Settle Wreckage is one of those cards that you should um, definitely try to play around. But, like, you also don't want to overthink them having the Settle Wreckage. And reading your opponent, because we're using Settle Wreckage as an example here, reading your opponent is really important because you can obviously tell based on their facial expressions and um, their act- their body, Like, right? Like, I read my opponents a lot. And I feel like they get you a couple extra percentage points when you're playing. So you can read their body, you can read their facial expressions. And uh, tell you where you can't you can't do that at. Do you know where you can't do that at? Uh, where? M- Magic Arena. <laughs> no, <laughs> can't I can't do, do it that. in Magic Arena. No. So it takes like Magic Arena takes like some of it out of that for me because for me, I mean, you played a tournament with me, so you kind of watch firsthand. I talk a lot at the table, right? I say Don't I you say talk all a lot in general, though. Yeah, I do. So I talk a lot though, like in, to my opponents, because that's my game, right? My game is I talk, I talk a lot of shit during the game. I talk all throughout the game, and I try and get a read on my opponent. Um, 
just on small things like that. And it puts people out of their element, which is part of the game also, I think. Most people don't like when you talk to them during the game because that's just they're not used to they're used to playing silent and just yeah, snapping their cards them. into play. Yeah, it's a, it's very annoying. I am super annoying and obnoxious at the table. I'll, I'll clap when something good happens for me. I'll stand up out of my chair. It doesn't matter. Whatever it is. <laughs> I don't care. It's like you're throwing yeah. your own personal party. L- literally, I am just having the best time possible while I play the game. <clears throat> and it kind of like irritates my opponent. Yeah, I could see that. I kind of do the, like, kind of similar. Like, do you know what I do, Matt? You've seen me play. What? What do you do? I come up with little rhymes. Like, with Toolcraft <laughs> Exemplar, like, I'd go to combat, right? And it'd get bigger. I'd yep. be, like, trigger bigger. Or I'd be, or like, cast it. I'd be, oh, like, wow. let's get crafty. Like, <laughs> that is oh, my thing. And man. it annoys the shit out of my opponents. But, like, it <laughs> makes the game more fun for me. And also... Yeah. I feel like it's actually beneficial for my, like my win percentage. But, yeah, like I mean, whatever I just you do for do fun. Getting your element. Yeah, whatever you got to do, getting your element, man. Like I talk a lot, and I say, "Well, if you got it, you got it," or like, "You probably have this, don't you?" And I can, like, if I say, "You probably have settle the wreckage here," or like, "I'll attack with my creatures," and I'll say, "I'm just thinking for a second. And people like make sudden moves and weird, so you can get a lot of extra bonus points if you play that way. Oh, absolutely, and. What's important when you're playing in tournaments is to have fun with it. It doesn't matter. Like, as long as you're not being too obnoxious to your opponent and you treat them with respect, then have fun. Have a blast. For sure. Um, so, yeah, I think that's pretty much all we have for you guys today. Yeah, man. So, I we weren't going to talk until, yeah, it's going to be it's gonna be two weeks from now. So, we'll have a, well, hopefully we'll have a lot to talk about again then, too. Uh, there's always, obviously, there's always stuff coming up. Oh, yeah. Always absolutely. new events and stuff like that. And it'll be couple days before my uh my 10k which is which is awesome so we'll, we'll jam that in there and and kind of go over some results talk about the invitational on. yeah envy we'll be able to we'll be post envy so we'll have some stuff if if there's anything wild that happens and um hopefully everyone hits us up on twitter and give us some more some more questions for the mailbag we'll probably ask every every couple weeks to see if we can get some good questions out yeah, there yeah give us some love show some love get that shout out on the attack for lethal podcast um that's but it. yeah, that's pretty much it for today. If you haven't dropped me a follow on Twitter, my name is Jake First FNM Tilk, and my Twitter is at First F I R S T F N M, like Friday Night Magic. And um, if you should probably follow Matt as well. Yeah, mine's. Uh, you can find me pretty easily. I think I'm under Matt Baymonte is my name, but you can find me at M A T B I M O N T E. I am full of non-magic related tweets most of the time. Jake told me I had to uh, tweet more about magic, so. That's maybe true. maybe I'll make him happy this week and tweet more about magic. Uh, my weekend's <laughs> full of magic, so so I'd be surprised if I'm not tweeting about magic uh, this week. But you can usually find me talking about like Tito's or you know, dating excursions or whatever, whatever's floating my boat at the time. Yeah, that would basically be the dream. And then also, if you haven't dropped the Attack for Lethal podcast on Twitter, a follow. It's uh, Lethal Cast, so L E T H A L C A S T. Drop us a follow on Twitter, and uh, we'll see you in a couple weeks. Thanks for stopping in today.